I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Fatback 4 on the LSE Day Trippers for this Sunday evening. We are quadruple hunting, and there's no fucking way out of it. There's no, oh, I don't know this, and I don't know that. We are hunting a quadruple. It's 100% happening. I threw a little song in at the start there for you as a little tree. I hope you liked it. Um, we are going to talk Liverpool 3, Man City 2. We're going to talk about the fact that we play Chelsea in another domestic final. A big week ahead with Manchester United and Everton both visiting Anfield in the next seven days and um, anything else that comes up in the meantime Shawnee quadruple hunting um, you can't get away from it now Shawnee you just can't nobody can get away from it no it's it's kind of mad like it every week you're kind of expecting to come on and the narrative to be different but it's not changing it's not going away if anything it's becoming more clear um, by the week Um I do believe, though, what Jürgen and the, the lads are saying about it, I do believe that it's not even anywhere in their thoughts. Um, I think they're just in autopilot now. Um, I don't know whether Nani has watched, but uh, after the Chelsea and the Palace game today, uh, Roy Kane was just waxing lyrical about, yeah. about the Liverpool team. Um, he was saying it reminds him so much of what they went through and you see it's the same kind of style and mentality and it's mad Gav to be honest with you like this this is literally the pinnacle of football and they showed yesterday I'm not even gonna everyone's turning around saying that the first 45 was brilliant 
I, I thought we were brilliant yesterday for, for 90, to be honest yeah. with you. Uh, we are getting into it. We can break it down. Uh, obviously going to go through it all, but I'm not buying into it just being the perfect 45 minutes. I thought they were exceptional. Um, to our man. The scoreline completely flatters Man City, to be honest with you. Um, it's the two best teams in the world, and we're not number two, put it that way. It was... Um, I kind of agree with you. I think Liverpool were brilliant from start to finish yesterday. I know City get two goals, I and mean, like you said, we will get into it, but I thought Liverpool overall looked so... Um, so in control. And learned so much from last weekend. Learned so much from last weekend. And I know it doesn't, I know like people will think, well, they play City all the time, they see them all the time. What could they learn? But watching that game, yes, in particular the first 45 and, and a lot of the second 45, they learned so much. Keith, um, you know, we're in a bit of uncharted territory, I think, even for Liverpool Football Club now. You know, we've, we've won trophy down, we're in the final of another. We're in the semi-final of the European Cup. We're a point off the league. Um, even the great sides of the 70s, 80s, um, I don't think have been in this position um, going into the last month of the season. And, you know, does this, does do nerves start to set in, Keith, or do you just continue to enjoy it? Because I continue to enjoy it um, game on game. But I will say um, these two games this week for me are just absolutely monstrous. Every game is monstrous, isn't it? Every game has been monstrous for a few weeks now. Um, nerves, I wouldn't say I'm nervous because, you know, it's a bit surreal at the moment. This is, Shawnee said, this is the pinnacle of football. <clears throat> well, Liverpool are looking to do, and you're right, you know, Jurgen Klopp and the players won't be talking about it. They might be on the slow, you know, they know they're not stupid. They know what's happening. They know what's at stake. You know, they're standing on the, the crest of destiny here and... This team, like, the, the thing about it is, we, well, we don't talk it down. Certainly me and you don't talk it down, Gav, the, the quadruple, the quadruple. People are starting to worry about it now. And I don't mean Liverpool fans, I mean fans of other teams and pundits and everyone else are starting to worry that these bastards might just do a quadruple. And I think that's the end of football if we do. Um, I think us winning the Premier League was bad for people. We've seen it. Um, I think if we do this, and look, it's not going to be easy. We know that. Villarreal are now mugs in that Champions League. Chelsea are scumbags. They'd be a tough one to beat in that <laughs> final of the FA Cup. No, the way they play, do you know what I mean? Like they're a they're a dirt, not a dirty team. They're just a a defensive team that don't really want to attack. And you know, you know it's going to be a grind against them. It's going to be a slog. And then we have to make up that one point on Man City. But what this game does yesterday, and I don't care if people say that was City's reserve team, it wasn't a choice. They did make changes, but they brought in a £100 million player. They brought in a £50 million defender. They brought in good players that have done them solids for years now. So I'm not going to buy too much into it being a reserve team. What's done now is it's put a doubt in their head. Do you know what I mean? It's put a little seed into their head because up till now, the two games, fairly even games in the league, two, two all draws, both games, teams went ahead, got clawed back. We battered them yesterday. We battered them yesterday. That Sean, you touched on something there about the first half being great. I agree 100% on what he said there. That second half to me, it flattered them and I loved it. I thought it was control. It was, it was dominance with them, you know, hammering in shots. People will talk about, 
you know, Jesus gets a chance and should score. Well, Mo Salah gets a chance and should score. Do you know what I mean? Like Liverpool weren't just sitting, batting down the hatches in this game. I thought it was brilliant from start to finish. And, you know, we're going to talk about the game as it goes on, but nervous. I wouldn't say I'm nervous at the moment, Gav, but I'm excited. And I just think until it's not possible anymore, it's possible. And we're saying that a while now. And as Sean, you touched on there, and I'm sure we all agree, and the people in the chat, it's starting to get closer and closer. Roy Keane, I've seen Roy Keane's comments today, and he can see the Reds are coming over the hill now, and people are like, oh, no, not these shits. And I'm here for it. I love it. Kev, um, you know, we've been talking about being in all competitions for the last while now, but that one yesterday, you know, I, I keep going back to Shawnee saying last Sunday was like a launch pad for the rest of the season. And although last Sunday probably was a launch pad for the rest of the season, <clears> this one today was like, this is the one, this is the first one you absolutely can't lose. You absolutely can't lose it because then all, all hopes of winning four trophies go. And to come out, to come out on the right side of the result, I thought Liverpool were, were really, really good and we will get into it in a bit more detail. But Kev, it just feels like a, it feels like a huge step to me, Kev. I, I don't know why, but it just and you know there's a lot to go, but it just feels like a huge step, Kev. Yeah, look, yesterday was massive, um, purely and simply because of the week before, because of the the draw and the manner of parts of that game at the Etihad. Yesterday was huge in more ways than a result because I look, I, the result flattered them, but if it was going to come off the rails at all, it was going to be yesterday because of who it is. And because of the occasion, and because it's it's Man City, you know they're, they're no mugs. We all, we've talked about how good they are for a long time, and that was I was going through the stats tonight and the player contributions and stuff. And we talk about individual players. When you stand back and you look at the look at it on paper, that performance yesterday was a lot more than the result. It was laying a marker down for the rest of the season. Plus the fact that we came out of that game yesterday. No injuries. Everyone is still fit. Everyone is firing. And you have a squad of 24 that are going to be dying out for this because it's never been done before. In all of the history, in all of the illustrious history of this club, this has never been done. We got close a couple of times. Uh, 2001, when we won all the Cups, you know, but we were nowhere in the league. This is, this is unheard of. And if this group can achieve that it's done the the scary thing is what else is there to do apart from try and do it again because this this is crazy this this shit just doesn't happen there's been some great great sides in football in not just the premier league but across spain germany italy the 90s you know you look at the italian sides of the 90s they never did this because they never had to compete in two domestic cups germany don't compete in two domestic cups france Spain, they don't. Nobody else does this, you know. And the fact that we we have an opportunity to do this, it's off the scale, man. It really is. It's it is off the scale, and it and is off the scale. It, it could it could it could go wrong. If you'd have said no. this in August, you'd have been laughed off of every podcast you'd have ever watched all <laughs> season long. Yeah, you would. Have, sure. You'd have just been laughed at. Cam, you were saying it could go wrong now, but. <laughs> The Tuesday night when Villarreal went through, right? I, I I put in the WhatsApp. I was thinking to myself, there was a few worried about the Benfica return game. But I was thinking, look, if you win on Saturday, 
Yeah, in an FA Cup final, yeah, two two legs away with Villarreal. Look, no mugs, but we should beat them. Let's not stand here trying to be played modest. We should beat yeah. them. Let's yeah. <clears throat> like no no bounds about it. And then you you see you literally have the slenderest of leads possible in the Premier League. Literally, if we were to go level on points, we'd be top in goal difference. Like because a goal difference is superior. The, we, the last time we had this conversation was uh, what like in depth was not last week it was probably the week before when we were looking at the draws and how it was playing out and we were talking about being fantasy stuff but it's not really like we're literally if we go through to the semi-final we will have played every single game possible in a calendar year of football yeah by your club World Cups, but towards we 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 couldn't have played those games because yeah. we weren't we qualified. Not eligible. Yeah. Basically, we we've gone all the way in every competition we've been in, and on top of that, like Kev said in two thousand two thousand and one, every single game has had weight. Like that hasn't we haven't had a week off. We like we've. Last games in the Champions League, their their way their way legs or whatever, the second legs, but didn't really matter because in the in the grand scheme it was enough. So it, it's just, and you know what is is mad, Gav? I would expect in us boy this at this point to look a little bit jaded, to look a little, to have a few niggles here and there. Now look, touch water could all happen. C- C- City look like that wilted. City look the the squad. There's a few injuries there. There's niggles. I'd say there's players playing through injuries. We look fresh as a daisy, absolutely fresh as a daisy. I don't know when he's had a chance to watch the inside Anfield yet, um, yeah. or the game yesterday. But looking at the lads on the bench, them celebrating the goals, you could see look, it, every single player in that squad knows between now and the end of May. We have a purpose here. Whether that's uh, mimicking shapes in training or coming off the bench or every single person in that squad and that team. Even you see some of the backroom staff, the way the players are slapping their hands, walking out before the games. They're all involved. It's a huge team effort. And they're all in together. And you normally get a, a siege mentality when the chips are down and it's not going your way. But I think... There's a siege mentality with this Liverpool team now. I think an awful lot of what was said about this team, maybe in August before a ball was kicked, and uh, not this time last Christmas, around time of Latin, Christmas gone, when everyone was saying that the team was done and they were finished and they're the worst champions ever. Virgil's injuries, the, the hardships the squad have gone through. I, I reckon it's all part of the fire that's spawning these on and couldn't agree you more. Know, you don't need a big rousing speech from me. If you can't get up for this now, you may as well give up football. If you're going on about who should be in 11s and out of 11s, just give it over. Like you're witnessing history here. and You're, you're looking at now a year of hurt last year, sporing these lads on. And they're on the crest of winning everything. Like... And, you can't. You don't. You don't say that and shudder and cringe a little bit like you probably have in weeks gone. But you don't because we look stronger than them, and that was my big thing yesterday before the game was. Yeah. I just wanted to see us go and have a fucking go at them. 
Klopp made a point the other day in the press conference of saying we've played we've played City twice and I don't think we were great, but they didn't beat us. So let's see if we turn up and see what they can do. And Gav, they couldn't deliver us. I don't care what anyone says. People turn around going second team, third team. We played Man City's system. They played the same system that they play every week in, week out. This system that has dispatched teams all over England and Europe. And they could not live with us. Same mistake as yesterday. He nearly done it the other day. <coughs> Just what we got to the way man I did. I'm telling you, we are fucking every bit as good as this, if not better. And yesterday proved that. 100%. Their starting eleven was um, cost more than their starting eleven yesterday. Um, he can't play Walker; he's injured. He can't play De Bruyne; he's injured. That's fine. Um, everyone else could have played. Yeah, everyone else could have played, and I don't. And it, they're on the bench, and then he only makes two subs, doesn't he? So um, I think he's absolutely holding himself out for that Champions League, and maybe a bit of him because Pep can be seeing them where he thinks I'll do this with three or four out, and I'll. Um, you know, I'll put a dagger into those, into them. Because if he does that yesterday and beats us with that side, you know, people would say, oh, look, he's, he's made those changes and he's still won. How can Liverpool stop them? And it might put a bit of doubt in Liverpool's mind. But Liverpool, like you said, <coughs> and just, I don't think they could deliver us either. Um, because the big thing for me was we played two second halves against them this season. That's true. That's the truth. Yeah. We didn't turn yeah. up at Anfield in the fourth half. Yeah. And we didn't really turn up at, at, at the Etihad either. The spy scoring there. Um but but for me yesterday but for me yesterday it was a case of we're going out and we're going to talk we're going to be Liverpool. And if you want to be Man City, you go ahead and do it and let's see what happens. But we're not holding back for nobody. Um Keith we're going to get into the teams. We're going to get into the, the game itself. We'll touch on it as much as we can because I want to talk about Everton and United coming up. Um, you know, the Champions League. There's loads to get through. But before we get into teams and stuff like that, the minutes, the minute silence that was meant to happen yesterday, um, you know, Jurgen Klopp says, look, everything should be put aside for the, the likes of this. He wasn't happy with it. In fairness to Man City, they put out a statement very, very quickly to say that they were... Um, more or less appalled by the actions of some of their fans. Pep Guardiola said these people don't represent who they are or who they want to be. Um, without getting into it too much, Keith, and I'll just give it to you and then we move on. If the lads want to say anything, they can. But, like, what can you do anymore, Keith? You know, I, I went fucking mental here a couple of weeks ago over songs that are sang and, and stuff like that. And, you know, I think it was Randy Chase said to me, look, what can you do about it? He was talking to me about it after. And I went, not, not much, but you have to go in the highlight it. So without going mad about it, I'm going to highlight it. But you just can't win with these people, Keith. You just can't. No. Scumbags are going to be scumbags at the end of the day. And well, Pep Guardiola was saying, a Man City are saying, you know, these fans don't represent who we are or who we want to be. They do represent who they are. And that's the thing. This was not a minority. This was very fucking loud in fairness. And the only good thing Michael Oliver done in the game was call, call that minute silence because it was going to get fucking ridiculous. Liverpool fans start sort of whistling and booing back at the City fans then. And it's like, right, wrap this up. I can't understand for the life of me. And I know tribalism is tribalism and it'll always be there. It'll never go. It's always been there. I just can never understand the Hillsborough thing. You know, fans, football fans that went to a game and didn't come home and many more that did come home that's lives were changed forever and you know to use that to score points to use that to to boo and and just be absolute lowest of the low i just don't get it i'll never get it i'll never understand why teams do it but 
you know, I don't buy that it's the the you know the minority. I'm sick of hearing about it being the minority because it's very it's too it's too audible all the time. Can't be the minority. It's never the minority. It's not every fan. You know, Man City fans are not all fucking low lives, but the ones that were there yesterday in the main were, you know, because there wasn't many of them and they made sure they were heard. So, look, I think that, you know, there's a thing about Man City, what, and again, it's it's key, what they want to be, what they want to be, where they want to be, where they want to go. It's not who they are and it's it's getting away from who they are and they'll never admit that. But, you know, Man City are a Tim Pot club and I, I don't mean that too disrespectful. They're like Everton. Oh, you know, you should disrespect yeah. them every way out of here being. Yeah, because that's because the content you should be treated with. That's exactly. scruffy animal. I've 100%. seen so many videos yesterday, Gab, of stuff that was outside the ground as well. And mm. I'll tell you something, you turned around and said the club released a statement. They didn't put it up on Twitter. <laughs> no, I seen, didn't put it up on honest, Twitter. I, during the game, yes, I've seen a statement um, from Man City. I, it was on, on the, Twitter, but I don't know if it was their it Twitter. Was, I think it, was, it wasn't from their it Twitter. Was a quote, it was a quote maybe from... You know, BBC a club representative, or something yeah, like. something along. But the scruffy animals. I, I, I had to go to that ground a few years ago for a game, an away game. The, the game they beat us five 0 Man, they get sent off. I was there, and the carry on of them that day. Uh, the stuff that was said, things that were done, that that far from, and that's the, they showed what they fucking are yesterday. Big fan, big that scruffy animals, that yeah. scruffs. That's exactly what they are. Um, they can't deal with the fact that they'll never be like us, no matter how much they try or what, what they go on. It's all built on dirty fucking oil money. That's all it is. The fans like the all, Beverly Hillbillies, they are. They fucking land on here, oil and that's We were here since... Uh, and then even I seen... I watched the... I don't know what I... I watched the highlights today through uh, the Man City YouTube page because they just popped up on me. I, I actually recommend anyone to do it, right? And obviously, they are going off the FA Cup feed that they get, right? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. And you start panning around the stadium, and the uh, the Man City commentator goes, "Oh, and uh, he's panning around doing the fan colour. The Liverpool end is bouncing, right? And he turns, oh, and it would have been a tough day for most of the group in the M6 because look, listen, the powers that be doing what they do, putting football on a weekend like this." Yeah. Uh, train strikes and that this that and the other as if to say oh look they, they, no they didn't travel because you haven't got fucking 30,000 fans diehards to sh- show up and fill out Wembley on a good day on a semi-final that's all it is they'll never be like United and that, that'll hurt them more than that they'll never even be the biggest club in Manchester I don't care what anyone says as much as I hate United genuinely hate them there's a, a mark of respect I have for them there because the club was built the right way. Yeah. And I, they've got diehard support and they're open and welcome to this to the other. The stuff I was reading on Twitter and on forums yesterday about, oh, I can't believe Liverpool sold out their end. I didn't hear the Scouse accent all day yesterday. Just racism, xenophobia, 
and then that shit before kickoff. To be honest, Gav, I think we spent six minutes too much talking about it because they're not even worth the fucking breadth of conversation. They are absolute scum. Yeah. Scum. And it, it's not the fucking minority because I tell you what, that's it spreads. That spreads. And people turn around going, oh, this is a friendly rivalry. It won't be for very long if they go on like that. It'll never, be, it'll, it'll, it'll never it'll be a footballing rivalry, but it won't because be. Because at the end of the day, <clears throat> how people can still be so insensitive to what happened at Hillsborough is beyond me. It goes beyond football. It just it's a, it should be a thing on a human level. Yeah. And I've seen a fella today on Twitter. Now, I'm worse on Twitter <laughs> because it's not really a real place. But he tweeted saying... Uh, he tweeted a reply saying, what would you change about the FA Cup? And he turns down and he'd say, oh, I'd put semi-finals back at Hillsborough and Villa Park. Just don't let yeah. them screw back in there or something like that, I seen. I was saying, hell, like this, I'm not even sure if this was a real person, but the, the fella looked around 40 on, a, on, his, on his avatar. How can someone who should be mature enough at that age still be going around saying stuff like that on the internet? Because there's no consequences. Well, you see, yeah, there's no con- there's no consequences, Shawnee. There's no consequences, Kev's right. There's no consequences, and you know it gets a rise out of people, and some people um, that read it will will think it's great. You know, um, the whole the whole the whole comment the whole comment about oh, I Liverpool's end was fun. I didn't hear a scouse accent all day, which bullshit. But anyway, um, isn't that not what Man City want to be? Yeah. Do think, did Man City think they're going to take no, over they're already the fans big, just from Manchester? They're already happen. the most. They're already the most powerful commercial entity in world football, didn't you know? You know, yeah. I, I, but the last thing I'll say in the cab is, however, sticking up these numbers in all of these fucking stats that they pull up about these being the most commercial bleeding side in the world. Look, listen, you can go to college and get a college degree, but you can't fucking get common sense. How someone can't look at that yesterday and go? Hold on a sec. How are these the biggest commercial side in the world? An FA Cup fucking semi-final. And they couldn't get a Man City flag big enough to cover up the yeah. section yeah. of where they couldn't put fans. Yeah. I thought so, they were tipping that had the COVID. Look, here's the thing. They play Brighton on Wednesday night, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I reckon I'd be able to get a ticket for that tomorrow. You yeah. would. Go on the website now and see if you can get one while Kev has. <laughs> no, I'm not going to rant. For me, look, there's a rivalry with Man City for points and trophies. That's it. I got no, I got no feeling if they win anything or not this season. I couldn't care less. If they win anything, it's so what. Man United win something, I feel sick for a month. Our real rivalries are coming this week, you know, and and that's just the the, the fact of it. Our real rivalry is Manchester United Tuesday night and Everton at the weekend. That's <laughs> proper rivalry built on. But it's a proper rivalry de- built on how you've got to <coughs> chat to your mates after the games. Because you're going to know Man United fans and Everton fans when you go into work the following day, the following week, and that matters. It matters between you and them, and it matters in all walks of life when it comes to rivalries in sport. When Man City do something, it's not real. Because it's not... It, when what happens to Chelsea, when what happens happened to Chelsea happens down the line to Man City, because it's going to happen as soon as night follows day. There's already rumours of PSG. But no one's going to remember what they they were. They were they're just going to be, oh, do you remember them? They got loads of money and then 
they left. And they left a nice infrastructure behind them, but that's it. They're, they're always going to be a, a, a club who could fill Main Road. You know, and when they filled Main Road, it was 30-odd thousand, and that was its limit. That was the capacity of the club. It never expanded past that. All this new money into the Etihad and what have you, a stadium that they were given after the Commonwealth Games, it's, it's just nothing. It's a nonsense. Yeah, yeah, see, but see, the thing is, they, they don't do themselves. They don't do themselves any favors with that. Yesterday, like first of all, what they're doing and stuff like that is it's ridiculous to do. But even like I kind of feel a bit for Guardiola because he probably is and the club are looking going. We don't need this. We don't fucking no, need this. We're, we're trying to go somewhere, and regardless of whether you like it or don't like it, um. They're trying to go somewhere. They're trying to do something. And then this sort of thing just overtakes wherever. Like, even if they'd won that game yesterday, the talking point there of order being the fact of what went on before the ball was kicked. But I'm going to move on because a few people in the chat yeah. are saying, move well, on. Can I, can, I, yeah. can I share my screen? Yeah. No, no, no. Just throw it up. Just point at your camera. Go on. Because I, I can't get up on screen now without... without. Uh. I'll get six to get off for the game on Tuesday in any stand you want. And I'll yeah. even jump them. Gosh, you can. The flag must, the flag must be walking days. late. Sean, you can get six tickets at the head you had anywhere you yeah, like look, in any stand. I'm not even, I swear to me life, Man City, Brighton, Hall, Albion, area 222, block 222, row K, C623 to C628, not a butter, £40 a pop. There you go. There you go. Right. So there you go. It's, it's actually best. dearer to go. It's dearer to go and watch Bristol City than Ashton Gate and forty quid. It is I more expensive. I wouldn't get six tickets together for Shamrock Rovers next Friday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. And it's I'm crazy. Serious. Yeah. Biggest no. market club in the world. Like you're fucking joking me. Joke. God's sake. Anyway, moving on. Um, during the week, Liverpool rested. I think they made seven changes um, from seven. the City game before they played Benfica. Um, Klopp has taken calculated risks in certain games um, where he feels he can absolutely do that. And, he, and he's got away with it. You know, we draw it the other night. Um, Should have won it, but we drew. Um, we get beaten by Inter when we make some changes. But again, we got the job done. And he goes into this one. And, and Kev, I'll come to you first. You know, Kanata mm. in for Matip, different to the Eddie had. Um, Keita. In for Henderson, different to the Etihad. He goes with Diaz, um, who I want to talk about later because uh, fucking hell. And you know, it was a ri- when I seen it, when I seen the lineup, I thought he wants to be way more physical at the back because Kanata is way more physical. He wants that little bit of dynamism in the midfield with Keita because he could have went safe with, with Henderson. Hey, Henderson's always a safe option, and up front unleashing Diaz, I thought brilliant. Let's go for it. His lineup, even Kev showed you he wasn't going to prick around here. He was going to go after this, and whatever the result, so be it. Well, here's the thing: we were able to make those changes because of the job we did in the first leg away at Benfica. Pure and simple. Madrid, uh, Man City couldn't do what they what they probably wanted to do because of the return leg at Atletico. They didn't get the job done in the first leg, so that limited what their options were. The only thing I looked at that lineup and I thought I really wanted Bobby to play for a simple reason that he can drop deep and he's brilliant at holding the ball up and bringing others into play. Other than that, I looked at that midfield and I thought they're going to go after him. I looked at the city lineup and I just thought, yeah, Fernandinho, you're going to be in for some day here, kiddo. And I just, I've been wanting to see that midfield three for a long time. 
you know, and especially with players on form and fit and right raring to go. And at Wembley, you've got a big pitch, wide open space. And I was delighted with it when I looked at it. Cold light at night, cold light at day, and I thought, yeah, this this is going to be end to end. This, I just thought this that game looked like goals. That's eleven that we put out looked like goals. And yeah, you might you're it's risk and reward. And if they get their runs right and they get their final delivery right, we might concede chances. But I thought we're going to have so much power and pace going forward, they won't know what to do. And it proved right. It was. The most dynamic midfield three in what they what they offered that I've seen this season. It was fantastic. It had everything. Um, the front three were brilliant in their own right in what they did. I thought Trent was outstanding, but the, the midfield three, Fabinho especially. Fabinho started that game like polar opposite to how he started the game a week beforehand. We before and he was timid and standoffish and didn't know whether to stick or twist. First thing they did was get on the front foot and press, and they didn't stop. They never let their foot out off the, off their throat once they had it on there. They never they never let him breathe. It was it was proper. It was fantastic to watch. It was a, a brilliant tactical display of how this Liverpool side is capable of playing, especially against a side that wants to pass. And wants to play through the lines. You know, the best thing that Man City could have done yesterday was go along. And they just don't have it in them. It's, you know, we've all watched the game. Um, we've probably watched the back at some stage as well. Mm. Um, Kevin Chris do a great post-match show as well yesterday. Um, I told him to do it at half five. And then when they went three, two, I went, ah, oh, fuck that. If this goes <laughs> extra time, the boys will be up all night doing the show. But they've done a really good show. So I want to, I want to go through, um, I want to go through some players and then we go through the goals and stuff like that. Keith, I come to you. Um, Kanate has, like, he's just scoring goals for fun. And it's the same goal all the time. And you can try to defend against it. But when you've Jesus and Jack Reed is trying to stop this fella just absolutely trampling through 18 yard boxes. He gets up and he places headers brilliantly. It's so hard to stop. You, you, you expect Virgil van Dijk to be a colossus in the air and the box. And he, he gets an awful lot of attention. But this fella's a different animal, isn't he? he? He's just in. He just runs in there. Nobody's getting in his way. And once he gets up in the air, it's very hard to stay with him. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Look, Kanate, I don't know, Sean, he was tweeting about Kanate earlier and I'll, I'm sure he'll get a chat, chance to chat about him. He's an absolute beast. He's got the, you know, him, I think Matip is the tallest of the three of them or him and Matip are close and Virgil, they're all 6'4", six, 6'5", six, like they're all absolute beasts. But this fella is built like Yaya Torre. So if he's coming at you from laying corners, Virgil's that sort of bit elegance and... Matip is a more skinny, lanky of the of the tree. This fella coming at you like a blade and freight train coming through. And you're right, Jack Reelish, Gabriel Jesus. You know, surely they had a better plan for this than to fucking leave them two floundering because even Nathan Ake, who I have to say I thought was excellent yesterday, yeah. he goes through him as well. Do you know what I mean? He yeah. goes through him. Um, and Ake is not a small fella, but he's, and he's a great fucking tiny well. compared to this yeah. fella. Yeah. He's, it's like he's blading nearly... You know, he's coming in and Ake is he's good in the air, Ake, and he's big. And it's like he's fucking swallowing him up when he goes up for him. You know, it's it's unbelievable. And, you know, 
last year we went through the centre back issue and we all know, you know, the the trouble we had. And we said it on the show at the time, this fella was the number one target, and that's why they didn't go and spend on a Coletta Sar or a Sven Bartman. And we all would have said, Look, get fucking anybody in to play centre back for us. This is the one they wanted. And we can see now why he's the one they wanted. Because not only is he big and fucking, you know, six four and built like a big brick shithouse, he's fucking lightning as well on the ground. This fella is just, I think he's going to, he's taking that game to a new dimension and will do going forward. I just think having this, Virgil and Matip maybe should score more, but, you know, maybe that's, that's being a bit harsh. You know, centre backs, they score goals. This fella's on, it's only three goals in three games, but you can see him getting more. You know, you can't see many centre backs that are going to like, this fella coming at him. Do you know what I mean? So I just think, yeah, let, let's get them, make the most out of this because there's no centre-backs that will, from a, a standing position, Sean, you played in defence, didn't you, when you played football? You're not going to want, and you're a big fella, right? For people that don't know, Sean, he's a big lad. You're not going to want playing someone bigger than you flying in at you at pace for a header, attacking a corner. Do you know what I mean? Because like, they're just going like, to like, go through you. It's, it's a yeah, nightmare well, scenario. And the, the even worse part of the scenario is if you can drag a big fella up the pitch 20 yards away and go and you think you're in yeah. your, your home and dry, but the fella runs like lightning. I, I genuinely reckon he's the fastest player at the club. <laughs> I don't reckon he has a quicker top speed than everyone at the club. Sean, he can yeah. ask it because he, he makes a mistake away at Benfica. Where he, no issue with it. No, no, no. Yeah. no I, I don't have an issue either because he's, he's 22 years of age. He's going to make mistakes. Um, and all 22-year-olds should be allowed to make mistakes, regardless of who they play Absolutely, for. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but he makes that mistake at Benfica, and you can see the reaction of the players around him are kind of, fuck, you know, like, we're well in control of this, but they get him through the rest of that game. They get him through the rest. No doubt, they're all talking to him, whether that's Trent or Robbo or Virgil or Fabinho, whoever it might be. But, Johnny, a big thing for me is, yeah, he, he makes that mistake, but since then he's just scoring. Scores in that game, scores against Benfica in the return, scores again yesterday, and looks stronger and stronger and stronger. And this isn't me telling you you should play every game for Liverpool Football Club because I'm mad. I'm really big on a squad game, but Charlie, not doesn't it affect him in the slightest? Just comes out and plays his game again, scores, plays the game again, scores. Do you know what I mean? And to be given that responsibility yesterday, Shawnee, in an FA Cup semi final, like I said already, you cannot lose if you want to keep this possibility going. It's, it's a huge one as a player, Shani, especially with Matt up there and who's been probably our best centre-back this season. You you look back as... Look back to the United game at Old Trafford. He starts there. Klopp obviously trusts him. He starts him in the Carabao Cup final. Matt is on the bench for both of those games. It wasn't like he wasn't available. He, he was available. Klopp trusts him. And Klopp has done enough to show him that he's trusted him. And... He throws him in there yesterday and again, no issues with it, but he's just, he's so physical. There was a bit, I watched the game back today and there's a bit where the ball goes down the line and Foden goes to race him and he stands folding up, but Foden thinks, oh, this grok, I'm just going to try to get around him. But he turns him. Foden has to foul him. Like he just stands on the ball and turns him. He's so good technically, Gav. There was, a, there was a. He loves that pass into the forwards' feet. He's so good. He passes the ball brilliantly well. Um, 
the 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 chance that Allison has to make a save for you can see the boys balling him over. You could you could kind of read Fraser's lips going right, not fucking there, right? Just go short now. We're three one up, and he's gonna learn every game. Twenty two is so so young for a centre back. It's so young. It, he will learn so much more playing in the league. Um, the one thing about for me is just how imposing he is. Go back to the game at home to West Ham when. Michael Antonio tries to knock him down the line and he's just like, all right, fuck that. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. He's ridiculous, isn't he? It's a complete waste of time because he's a specimen and he's... Virgil is big and Matip is big. Matip is more gangly. Uh, Virgil is... Virgil is slender. Like Virgil is not like a house. Kanata is built different. His body type is different. He, he's absolute. He's a he's a juggernaut. You see him yesterday, and he goes into the fray, and the little fracket is breaking up. You can just feel. You can just see Fernandinho going, "All right, boys." Yeah. <laughs> the main man is here. Just just get out. Oh, there was a bit. I don't know what Arani is now. Is that there was a bit in this? I think it might have been the after first half where they have a corner. And Sterling is trying to push him from the corner, and he's just looking at him and laughing. I love the laugh. I love the laugh. He picks him up like a chess piece and just moves him to the side and says, All right, you're in my zone. I'm going to head this out. The big boys will play this corner, Raheem, and then you can join in after. Um, I'm going to get the Kevin. The last thing I'll say, Gav, is outside of the football side, he seems to get it. He seems to just fit right in with the squad and they seem to all love him. You can see the way they celebrate with him, you know. They they seem to, uh, for a lad who just come in to the club, I'm not sure what level his English is at or anything. There's a few, obviously a couple of French speakers in the team. He seems to have really bedded in. And again, it's just, it's credit to the, the recruitment team that it all took time. Everyone was worried about when we signed him. Was this fella going to break down with injuries? But they knew it. I think they saw it. They spotted an opportunity to say, and get, to give him props, Keith, um, the whole time was saying, nah, nah, this fella is the best young centre-back in, in the world. And yes, genuinely thought that. No, yeah. and you did. You always did say it. Everyone, and it's just proven to, to be paying off tenfold because I don't know what you'd have to pay for him now if you wanted to get him out of Liverpool. It's going to be an awful lot of money. And the fact is, he is literally, he's a succession plan that's walking right now. Yeah, that's, that's and, true. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's brilliant. I absolutely love him. Um, and I hope he keeps going because even the celebration is deadly. Like, how can a fella who is about bleeding? I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't say he's, he's too far north, north to bleed, uh, south of uh, 90 kilos. And he just glides across the ground and he's sliding 15 yards on his knees across the pitch like he's not. He's just, he's a specimen. I honestly, I, I love him. I'm starting to really love him. He's, and, and like you said, he's, he is a succession plan that's working now. He's 22 years of age. He will make mistakes. But when you're throwing him into United away, you're throwing him into Benfica away, you're throwing him into Man City and FA Cup semi-finals, you know he has no doubt about him. You know if he doesn't play against United at the, on Tuesday night, that it's not because Kanate isn't considered a, a great centre-half for Liverpool. It's because we want to do something slightly different. That's what the squad's there for. I want to go on to Kevin a minute about a couple of players as well because as we go through these goals, we're going to pick up a couple of players and talk about them. But before I do, I just want to give a shout-out to one of our sponsors. It's uh, 
IP Vanish. And look, if you're browsing online incognito mode, all that sort of stuff, all right, um, it doesn't actually protect your privacy. So without added security, you might as well give away your private data, the hackers, advertisers, your ASP, other pronouns, right? That's why you should use IP, IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. It helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and, and more will be completely shielded um, from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location can be hidden. IP Vanish makes it virtually uh, invisible online. It's that simple. Um, you can use this on unlimited devices, without sacrificing on speed, computers, tablets, phones, fire sticks, anything, even your streaming media, it's all good. Um make sure if you're if you're gonna use a VPN, use IP IP vanish when you go online for that protection. They're offering now at the moment um a seventy percent off their yearly plan for air listeners with a thirty day money back guarantee. Basically nine months for free. Okay, it's very, very simple to use, really simple to use. All you have to do is tap one button, you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Um, you can, you, it basically stops you from sharing with the world what you're doing with regards to streaming, um, everything you search for, everything you buy. Um, take, it, it's, it's all about privacy and the brand is rated at 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Okay, go to IPVanish. Um, dot com forward slash day trippers and you will get that offer i think it works out at about three dollars twenty a month which is really good because there is there is ip uh or vpns out there that will cost you anywhere from nine to about 15 quid a month so check out ip vanish if you need a vpn kev um let's talk about um i, I the second goal I get away, I go away from because the goalkeeper is a fucking disaster. I don't know. I don't even know who he's trying to kick the fucking thing to when Mane slides in there. But I want to get to the third one, right? Because then you can take mm. your pick here, fill your boots, right? Trent Alexander-Arnold hits the most outrageous fucking pass, right? Well, you think it's outrageous, but it's just Trent doing Trent things. <laughs> yeah. um, Diaz takes it down as if, you know, he has the thing on a string. And you can talk about as much of him as you want. Thiago starts dropping shoulders, even though he doesn't have the ball to get himself a position. Trent turns up in the middle of the box in all of this, or the edge of the box. And then Mane decides to smash it in the net. It's a brilliant goal, Kev. But talk to me about a couple of those players, or everyone you want to, because I'm sure Keith and Sean will jump in as well. Okay. Look, for me, that is the best goal, the best team goal we've scored this season. We've seen... Some individual goals that have been special and spectacular, like Thiago's volley, uh, Mo's goal against City, and one against I think Watford, where there were individual brilliance. But for me, that was the team goal of the season so far. And you never know; we might get lucky and see another one that's better. But Trent yesterday, uh, most tackles in the game for someone who can't defend. Seven ball recoveries, four out of four ground duels, one. Yesterday, you know, and then he's passing to do that. And you can see the confidence that they had in the first half is the fact of where he ended up, where he followed the ball. He didn't, he didn't, couldn't care less. Anyone see Phil Foden yesterday? Because I didn't. They tried all three of them, all three of Man City's forwards tried going out on Trent's side yesterday and got nothing out of them all game. And that's down to the way we set up and the players that were around him, but him. He was fantastic. He was he was top tier yesterday. And here in the commentary, still discussing about um, 
Gareth Southgate and England and not picking him. Uh, it's just a nonsense for me. Tiago, Tiago Alcantara. That pass out to Mane. The one where he chests it down. The one where he chests it, and he just—it was like you'd see—you'd see it in training. He just chips it out, puts it in a perfect spot, and Mane volleys it. Oh, you do that on FIFA when the game is loud. And yeah, I know you do, but it's like six yeah, or seven. Yeah. You know? L one and triangle. Up. Yeah. <laughs> double tap triangle. You don't even try it in the game and feel. You only do it when the game is loud. <laughs> when you want to go into the game, he's outrageous. And the thing is with him, he was bought. I think it was Jamie Holmes put on Twitter yesterday that we are finally good enough to see the best of Thiago. Now Jamie absolutely is has. Complete man, man crush love on Tiago. We all know that, but you could see where he was coming from because when Tiago signed, it was during the injury crisis, and we were all looking like, you know, grabbed his game by the scruff of the neck. You used to do this at Bayern. We want to see what you can do, but now this season you're really seeing it, you know. And nothing yesterday was just ridiculous. Never mind the assist. He had the most. He had the highest accuracy. Passing accuracy of anyone in the game yesterday, 90%. All right. Six out of seven long balls completed. Two out of three tackles won. Eight out of nine ground jewels won. And he won both his aerial jewels that he was in. The, the guy is, he, he all of the stuff that he does off the ball just goes unseen because we're, we marvel at his passing ability and his vision. But it's the other stuff that he is brilliant at. He played at Bayern next to Goretzka in a two-man midfield, and they were unbelievable. Uh, he was the second DM, the second holding DM. And he's off the ball stuff. What he does to break play up and counter-press and keep everything going, he's unreal. And that's what I said when I look at the game and, and you just look at the stats – I couldn't believe what I was reading because I didn't see it in the game. But it's just one of those things that your eyes deceive you and what he actually offers because nobody talks about him. You talk about the passing stuff and you talk about, you know, his vision and everything else and his his creativity, but nobody ever talks about him in-game doing the donkey work. And at his age and his ability to still want to do that, he could go. He could have go. He could go off it to Spain and do whatever he wanted and have the easy life if he wanted to. You know, I'm sure there are clubs that he could go to. They're probably paying more and give him an easier time of it. But he he just loves it and he's bought right into the city. You see him posting pictures of when him and his missus and the kids are out in town and nobody's bothering him. He's just living his life and getting on with it. You know, those two for me. Trent and just Tiago, like you don't need to lift arms. <laughs> 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 yeah, but you'd have that stalker mentality, wouldn't you? <laughs> Absolutely. I'd be giving him a jockey back around, mate, so he's not getting fired. <laughs> Shani, I'll let Kiko last on this, but Shani, involved in that, you have got Trent, you've you've Tiago, you've Diaz, and you've Mane. Um, don't hamstring me and tell me you can only talk no, about one. Talk, talk, talk to me about all them four. Talk to, talk to me about them. Yeah, yeah, everyone was on it yesterday. Everybody. But in the first half, Alisson was, was their best player, I thought. Yeah. 
reading this distribution was awful, but it didn't really, it didn't cost us. But Trent, I wouldn't mind Trent. They they put all of their wingers on him at one stage. They were swapping them out like I don't know what, trying to see who could get the better of them. There was Foden out there at one stage. Then there was there was Grealish, then Jesus. None of them got any change out of him whatsoever. I thought he was absolutely sensational yesterday, going both ways. Um, Thiago, what can I say? This fella has been literally playing this level of football since he was 17. Euro under 17, tournament finals for Spain. He's in probably arguably the greatest club side ever, the Barcelona team. He's in and out of that. He, gets, he has to move on to Bayern Munich. He does everything there for more or less a decade, nearly wins everything twice. He's just, he's one of the greatest players in his position of all time. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think that's a, that's, that sounds, it sounds like a bit of a sweet statement, but I would have said that if Thiago didn't sign for Liverpool, because we said I've it always, before, Shawnee, when he was linked I've, and you have yeah, always been a massive, massive fan of him. Um, and he's just when a game like that is going a million mile an hour and he's still playing at his pace that's that's the true mark of a player he, he was ridiculous uh, even the, the stuff he was doing defensively but one we, we haven't really mentioned yet is uh, Diaz Lewis Diaz my Jesus yeah, yeah. fuck's sake John says there Diaz has cooked Cancelo and Reese James on the Wembley he stage. doesn't have a goal contribution in that game yesterday. But he's absolutely outrageous throughout. Cancelo doesn't know what to do with him. He's just running into him at one stage. He doesn't even get to tackle him. He, players like Diaz normally when they get it in the, the final board, decision-making is rubbish. That ball bounces back to him yesterday from the deflection from Robbo. Just puts his foot on it. Now I'm going to recycle it and pop it. No greediness about him. It's flicking to Salah in the second half. He's just... I can't believe how quick this fella has hit the ground running. And I still I still don't even think we're scratching the surface with him yet because I, I genuinely have a feeling that his goals and assists, his numbers are going to be off the charts as soon as yeah. he catches fire. Um. The goal yesterday, it's just Thiago thinking it like the the lack of respect <laughs> is it. uh, it's it's dumbfound basically for the help the magnitude of the game and he's treating it like it's a five aside down the park thinking it up for man like that playing heads and volleys saying two for a volley Sadio <laughs> hit that there, finish that yeah. no, he doesn't even roll into his path he dinks it up for him for no reason so like he pressed the wrong button on the controller to go back to FIFA again <laughs> just. He's it's it's one of the best Liverpool goals I've seen now in a long time. Uh, it's right up there with that one away to City in the league. I think we'll be watching that one back for many years to come. To be honest with you, because to, 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 not to it. it's it's poetry in motion. It really is, and the finishes, and you can just see the City players looking around, going, "Jesus Christ." What can we do? They, we were on another level yesterday. That goal was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. Um, the little one to it. Go on about it all day. Sing the praise of everyone. They were all absolutely fucking brilliant in the lead up to that goal. The trend, ha- the trend thing going, the ball coming back to him, you saying, <laughs> like, that's a half volley. The ball's not even, that ball's bouncing. 
Ja. Der har, der har Oli. The level of skill it takes to do that on a consistent basis. It's ridiculous what we're seeing from these players, Gav. The, 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 ball, the, the ball trend hits the ball trend hits in that move is just ridiculous. LF, LFC R seven eight six has told us three twice that we've missed the super chat. I haven't, I have it there. Um I want to touch on it later. So don't worry, I will read it out. But the ball he hits is fucking ridiculous. The one the, the one the one in the second half Tiago takes on his chest away from <laughs> Maris, maybe. Um, he just takes it and he literally smashes this ball like smashes the thing and it goes up in the air and it's curling at the same time and Salah's on it and um, it's absolutely ridiculous Lewis Diaz I agree with you I think he's going to be special as a Liverpool player um, Mane, I want, Mane I want to give the Keith and if he, if he wants to touch on any of the other three he can no. in that move but um, Keith talk Sadio um, I think I for one was a bit too harsh on Sadio before I while his performances might have dipped he's coming up trumps all the time he's being reinvented now as a centre forward don't forget this fella started out on the right wing for us almost the best player we had on the right moves to the left when Salah comes and is an absolute danger on the left and now, when Diaz has come in and Jota is there, he's gone central and he just looks brilliant. I just, I don't know. I think he's one of our best ever signings. And I was selling them in the summer. I was selling loads of them in the summer, as I was reminded about yesterday. But that was all down to contract stuff. And and now I'm at the stage where fucking give every one of these a contract because you can succession plan without having to throw the baby out with the bathwater here because this fella has so much more to offer. He's, he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. And what I love about Sadio Mane is he's a fighter. He's a dirty little fucker. And I like it about Diaz as well, I have to say. He's got that street fighter in him as well. But Mane is always in the blading, in with the tussles. He's always... The other teams target him because they think he's a hothead. You know, he smashes blading there. Who was it? Cancelo in the face. Well, it didn't really smash him. Cancelo went down like he got shot. But he's always at the scene of these little crimes. I absolutely love him. The goals he gets yesterday, the, the lads have spoke about the, the third goal there. That's, Second. you know, it's one of the best goals. It's one of the best goals you'll ever see. You know, it really is. Everything about it from Trent's pass all the way through. The first, his first one there, second goal, it's just persistence. You know what I mean? It's, it's a forward that's running in, that doesn't give up. How many players... Don't chase these things down. I know Jota does it last week and, and they get away with it. Um, he's just tigerish. You know, it, I thought he was brilliant yesterday. I thought he was all over the place. I think good players around them make him better. I, I don't know, it was Kev, you touched on it there. Jamie's point about uh, Thiago finally seeing the best of him because we're at our best. You know, I think Mane, this team now, you know, competition comes in. He's not looking at it as, oh, Luis Diaz has come in to take my place. I'll just take someone else's place. You know, beside your man, is big time. He's a big boy. He's like, he's not throwing his dummy out here. He's like, right, well, you bought a left winger. Fine. I'll take centre forward here because I'm the best player in this team and I don't give a shit. Mo Salah gets loads of goals. Don't care. Knocked him out of the AFCON. Knocked him out of the World Cup. 
I'm the best African player in the world. I'm the best forward at Liverpool and I do not give a shit. And that's the mentality that Sadio Mane is playing with. He is outrageous. I think he's a killer at the moment. You know, we started off, you know, this season, it was against Leeds and he had about 10 shots. Yeah, he scores at the end. He scores at the end, but he just missed, 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 missed. And he looked and you're like, there's something not right about him there. And we all said it and look, it was fair, I think, at the time. He's turned it around. You know, this fella is just fucking lethal. You know, and we have him and I just hope let's keep him. Do you know what I mean? Uh, he's, he's a winner. He's a fucking winner. And once you have him in your team, and look, Mo Salah is going through a, a gold route at the moment. I thought Mo Salah was quite good yesterday. I thought he occupied him. I think, you know, he gets a lot of stick. I thought he, he just didn't have the goal. I thought his play, he was attacking them. He wasn't greedy. I think he was, you know, as greedy. He's not, not as greedy as he usually can be. And I just think the way these players are going now, we're seeing a front five where he's rotating them. Do you know what I mean? Salah's the only one that's maybe not getting rotated, but you don't care which ones are going in. Um, and I just thought Sadio yesterday was brilliant. But I want to have a special word about uh, Naby Keita. Really? I think Naby Keita yesterday was my man in the match. Um, I think we're starting to see a side of Naby Keita. And in fairness, it's been all season. It's not one or two games. I think Naby Keita has been really good all season. I think he's playing, he's doing his work a lot deeper, you know, and that's where I find it. What we always had from Naby was he was pressing up onto the the the, the centre-backs or the holding midfielder all the time and he'd win the ball up there. He'd done it against Huddersfield, didn't he, after a few seconds. Gets in and wins it. He's doing that now deeper and it's helping his defensive side of the game. It's giving us more defensive solidity. And you're looking, uh, we spoke about Kanate, we spoke about Diaz, we spoke about Naby Keita, we haven't spoke about Simicas. These are players that are coming in and we're not dropping the level. Do you know what I mean? These are all hungry players. Jota, whether it's Bobby, they're all chomping at the bit. Do you know what I mean? And I think you're starting to see the players that are really up for the fight here. And not digging any of them out, some of them that probably aren't. And the squad that we've assembled now, hungry, hungry players that have all come in recently and all know it's a squad game. And I just look into it as much as they can. But I thought, yes, I, I picked Kate as my man of the match, but there could have been seven or eight of them that you could have went for in all honesty. It's um... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Kate was brilliant, I have to be honest. And, I've yeah, said and for, he has been. He, ha- he, has, no, he been. has been. No, there's no doubt about it. And he I've said it for a long time. He has all the tools to be a really, really good footballer at Liverpool. It's just getting him on the pitch enough and in a consistent run of games to show what he can do. At the moment, he's probably benefiting from the whole rotation thing rather than he wasn't being rotated out of the team because he had niggles. He's being rotated out of the team now because we do it everywhere on the pitch. So yeah. it's actually going under the radar a little bit. You know, it used to be a massive thing. Oh, Naby played Saturday. Why isn't he fucking playing Wednesday? Um, or he has a knockout. This is bollocks. And, the, and the, you know, the circle keeps moving around. Whereas now, Naby mightn't play Tuesday night. The same way Diaz mightn't play or Kanati mightn't play. And you go, Grant, no problem. Because he'd be ready on Saturday or Sunday, Sunday when, we play, when we play everything. And 
he's seen the benefit now of it as well. Where because we have such a good squad and such quality in all those areas, and Keith, you're, you're bang on, and the hunger from everyone. And touching on what Sean he said earlier, when you watch these inside Anfield videos, you see every single person pulling in the right direction. And they're literally pulling each other along. You know, come on, we're going to do this, we're going to, and you just keep going and going and going. And Kate has, I think Kate has benefited massively from that, and it's allowed him to play. Quick yes or no, though, because LFC or 786 Super Chat was about Mane reviving his LFC career in the number nine. New contract assert now is the question. Yes or no on a new contract for Sadio Mane as of now? Kev? He wouldn't be offered to him, uh, whether he accepts it or I don't know. Okay. Keith? Yeah, I'd offer him a contract. I just think, why try to replace him at the moment? You know, Johnny? I I definitely offered him to him, but to be honest with you, Gav, I think with how the season can play out in the next six weeks, there might be players riding off into the sunset. And not in a bad way. I just think if if Liverpool had to win the quad, I'd imagine a couple of players... Probably like Bobby and like Sadio will be like going, okay, maybe even Mo going, okay, yeah. do you know what? That's fucking brilliant. I walk out of here. No matter what happens now, Mane is a le- I, I'm a kid. He's probably the greatest uh, greatest sign in Premier League era. He's yeah. the catalyst for it all. Um, I'd love him to stay. He's mm. He shut me up because I, I, I won't be bleeding backward about what I said, saying that. I, th- I did. I thought he was finished. I thought he looked busted, but... He's been unbelievable since he's come back from AFCON. Um, and he always fights. Uh, Veranda Cheers too in a great shout there. He said, Salah fights for goals and Mane fights for trophies. And I do feel like that is apt because it's always for the team. He's he's a very, very selfless player. Um, yeah. And he'd be, he'll go down as a Premier League great no matter what happens. But I do feel if Liverpool win a quad, I actually wouldn't. I wouldn't howl against any single player that probably wanted to try something else somewhere else because it is sort of like that. That's kind of like what Thiago did at Bayern. It was like, I could stay here or I can try something different. And I do feel that if we do win it all, that there might be players thinking that. I'd love them to stay. I don't want any of them to live. I don't want any of this current crop to live. I think it's brilliant just the way it is. It Even is a, I'm reading about Origi going to Milan and it kind of upsets me a little bit, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. he'll have to crack you know, yeah, like, games to come and Divock still there. You know what I mean? I think we might see another moment before he goes. Exactly. Look, we've touched on the team. We've touched on how we managed the game first half, managed the game second half, the goals we've scored, um, how we played, how we approached the game, and um, we've talked about the Minnesota. We've talked about loads, but um, just moving away from the game before we finish off, you know, it doesn't get any easier, Kev. <laughs> it doesn't get any like more relaxed. We're not getting any days off, like. Um, I had to take a few days off Jordan this week for different things uh, going on in the house. But, you know, my wife said to me today, you're back at this, Angie. This is fucking ridiculous. And I went, yeah, it's ridiculous. And she went, and they could win all four. And I went, yeah. And she went, oh, good fuck. Um, and <laughs> not just oh, good fuck because the amount of work, but oh, good fuck because what state I'll be in around the 28th of May. But, um, Kev, we have two huge games coming up. Um, United who have somehow found themselves back in a race for top four because of this weekend on Tuesday night at Anfield, followed by Everton in the derby um, on Sunday afternoon. And, you know, Burnley get a point today. 
gets some point close to Everton, but Everton looked like they could pull away with a win or two. But just quickly, Kev, how do you see these two games going? I know United are missing a few. I think they're missing Fred and McTominay. Um, I read there. So Jordan, um, yeah, Fred McTominay. Um, what's Varane. his name? Varane and your their Wambasaka's not playing. Uh, okay. They it can put together that game all time eleven coming to fucking yeah, all and the prime and we'll beat them. Yeah. You know? yeah. Three games and that they deserve. Yeah, I think I mean it's perfect now that it's a Tuesday night. The, it's an eight o'clock kickoff. It will be buzzing. You know, the Anfield will absolutely be buzzing. And it's just a case of like um this is almost now like a boxer padding out his career. You line him up and you knock him out. You line up the next one, you knock him out too. And that's how they're going to have to look at these games as they come up there. And that's no disrespect to the clubs that you're going to be playing, but it's, look, you're next. You know, it was like Bill Goldberg in WWE years ago. You come out at the end of a match and be like, who's next? That's what it's going to be like now. It's just, right, Manchester United, who's... He'll, Klopp will already have earmarked every starting eleven for the next three or four games, assuming nobody picks up anything. And he will know where he wants to rest players, how he wants to play. And the players will have been told, you know, well in advance, right? You're going to miss out on this game, but you are in for Sunday. Or you're in this game, we're probably going to rest you on Sunday. So they all know how to prepare themselves because they're all on individual training regimes now at this stage to keep keep them fresh. And there's a reason why the squad is so fit. Medical department are doing an amazing job and Klopp is doing a brilliant job in rotating the squad. So... I've, I can't. I'm really looking forward to this week, especially Tuesday night, because I watched them against. I watched the highlights of the Norwich game, and Norwich deserved more than what they got out of that game. And if they turn up to Anfield and put up any kind of a display like they put up against Norwich, then it will be an absolute rout. It'll be as. It'll be whatever we want it to be. And whatever mood the players are in that night, if the players get carried away with the fans, that could be anything, literally. And I know Man United from mate to mine are absolutely bricking it because they know it could be anything. There is so, a whole heap of trouble. Um, two games coming, Kev. Confident on both? Yeah, I'm confident. Two clean sheets, six points, moving on. That, I'm <laughs> bullish, well bullish about it. Good stuff. Keith? United at home, Everton at home, two big games, two derbies of us, of, you know, as, as the way it is, the way we, with these two clubs when we play against them. Are you as confident? Are you as bullish? Six points oh, yeah. at the end of this? Yeah. Yeah, I think Mo's goal drought comes to an end now. Um, I think he's going to absolutely upend both of these fucking bombs. I always say these games with Everton, more so with Manchester United, it doesn't matter what form teams are in. We've gone there and been absolute geek and we've got something out of them before. But this is different. They're terrible. They are absolute. It's the worst Man United team I've ever seen. And I remember the 80s when they were shy. And this is worse. This is absolute diabolical what they're serving up. And look, my brother-in-law was there at the match yesterday with my nephew and, you know, he's only he's only uh, 10 or 11 or something and, and he got to see Ronaldo getting a hat-trick and, you know, that's great. These are absolute shy. These are absolute dirt and 
I don't think I'm, I'm, you know, tempting fate. I think we will let it is. I think we'll go out at this early on. I don't think we're going to show them the respect that we would have done in previous games that Klopp was probably a bit of a blind spot that these two games coming up, maybe not the home games, certainly the away games, he showed them too much respect. And I think those days are gone. I think we'll go at these from the off. I don't give a shit who's in the starting eleven. I think we go at them from the off and we just pounce on them. I mean, they had Harry Maguire kicked Paul Pogba in the head the other day. Do you know what I mean? These are like a blatant Monty Point sketch at this stage. There's a video going around, right? Um, and it shows up on it, you know, like your reels or your feed or whatever, you know, these short yeah. videos you see on all your different platforms. And it's um, it's this mad music and it's Harry Maguire trying to run the ball out of the fence. I think it's against, oh, it's yeah, against yeah. Chelsea. Yeah. And you just see him kind of <laughs> meandering around and he kicks the ball. You just see him on the back of going, Harry Maguire! And then he kicks yeah. it and Alonso just intercepts it. It's absolutely insane. But well, not only does he intercept it, Gavin, that video... Everyone's looking, and there's no one. They all know. Oh, for fuck's sake! You can see yeah, there's no man United fans near where the ball goes. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Keith, six points. Oh yeah, six points. Can we get seven points for? No, can we no, get no, bonus points no, no. for the number of goals? Because you know, I think we're gonna absolutely roast the pair of them. Two shy teams. Two of the two of the worst teams in the league, in my opinion, and not in league position. Expectation. Two absolute gimp teams. I hope we absolutely run through them. Shani. Two big games. Six points for you as well? Absolutely, yeah. Just to simplify it, I don't see either of those having the goal to outwork us. I think that both two teams in a pathetic state at the moment, to be honest. And I feel like everything normally come in a derby and might outwork you. They won't do it. You know, it won't do it either. I think we'll beat them. I think it's a, I think it's a chance to kind of stretch out that goal difference as well. And I'm not being... I'm not being small or saying it in a smug way or anything. I just feel the way we're operating at the moment. There's a few players. There's still players in their team who are going to be playing for positions because there's cup finals coming up. Yeah. And you can easily play yourself into a bit of form. The way it's looking now, two or three weeks ago, people probably wouldn't have had Mane in their starting 11s at Liverpool. He's making himself undroppable the way he's playing at the moment. Yeah. Fair. And that, that's the way it's going to be. So... I don't see either of these out walking us. I think we take six off them. Take six from six here and you move on. And we're doing another show next week where it's all still it's all still to play for. And that's probably gone that's definitely the way it's gonna be now until till the end of the season, which quite frankly is fucking bonkers because I thought I'd have no hair left now at the moment and I'd be chewing at my finger bones, but I think we're getting stronger as the weeks go on. I really do. The only, like, that, the only thing that does us shiny for me is any complacency. We go out and apply ourselves. I always say they they we go out God. and apply ourselves with a, with the right amount of um, you know, effort. They won't grab complacency. Like just just as I said it there, I read a brilliant uh, comment from Robertson. I don't know whether you've seen it about Mane's birthday. No, I haven't seen it. Mane was Mane's birthday one of the days, and someone said, "Did you do anything for Mane's birthday?" He said, uh, "No, we just." We sang happy birthday to him and all the languages in the squad and Garamra. We've no time for birthdays. Nice one. I'm all up for that. So, But I think they should have a big birthday party think, at the end of the season. I think if we had easier fixtures, if we had a, a fixture list where it was packed out with sides, you know, 12 to 16, you know, with nothing to play for, um, I think we would we might slip up there. But 
Manchester United, easy game to get up for. Everton, easy game to get up for. Tottenham Hotspur, if you're not up for a game against Tottenham, they, you will be embarrassed. They, they are capable of embarrassing you if you're, you're not, not on it. You know you're so, under the lights. Tottenham yeah. under the lights as far as well, I believe. Yeah. I think yeah. it's going to be moved. There's going to be tougher games in this one than this. That yeah. There will be teams who are willing to walk. Mm-hmm. Newcastle had a great result today. I think that's going to, that's going to be a difficult way again. Yeah, but they will yeah. game all is safe. So. And yeah, yeah, well, not difficult. Even, I just, I It'll do. be difficult because of when it is. Yeah, it's Wednesday, and, it's Wednesday yeah. night against Villarreal, Saturday morning against. And the only reason it's Saturday morning is because the Tyson Fury fight is on Saturday evening and BT won't move the fixture. Mm. <laughs> so we'll look at it. City, like, everyone's saying it's not in our hands. I'm telling you now, if we win our seven league games, we win the league. It's as simple yeah, as that. I'm with you. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, I'm so. with you. Um, before we go, uh, Fayla Collins, our charity partner. Um, sorry, Steve Thomas um, with a super chat from way back at the start, but I kept it at the end because I knew we were going to talk about it. He says, from the CE away game in the league to the end of the season, it's the hardest period of fixtures I've ever known Liverpool to have. Intense. It is intense, but I absolutely enjoy it. Um, I'll definitely enjoy choosing. I'm in Liverpool for the for the derby, so I'll definitely enjoy that too. And... Um, yeah, just enjoy it right to the end. And listen, if we win four, forget it. We might as well pack up this fucking whole enterprise and good luck with it. Um, but if we don't, we've had a fucking great time. Um, but we will. So, but you know what? Worry. Something, man, before you move on there, Gav, you know, that's a good point. If we win all four, great. If we don't, I'm not looking at this as some sort of, oh, you blew it. Not allowing that shit to come in. Liverpool are going toe-to-toe here with City for the league, for Champions Leagues, for Cups. We're going hell for leather here. This is a team, an excellent team. Nobody's bottling the Nobody here, has done it, but nobody has done it. This is unprecedented. I, I was one of these fans every year. Uh, this is going to be a year. Yeah, of course it is, because why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't it be? Do you know what I mean? We hadn't won the league and played donkeys. Don't care. This is going to be a year, because you're a fan and that's what you do. This now, we're, we're going for excellence. We're going for immortality here. And these boys are going to do it. So whether these are fucking sticky fixtures or not, I think that's the bet. Kev touched on it. We're playing mid-range teams here. Maybe a little bit of complacency could come in. These machines, and they are fucking machines, these mentality monsters are going to look at these and they're going to knock each one down. Boom, 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 all the way. I think we're on the crest of something big here. I'm looking forward to celebrating it at the end. And we can have a fifth parade for all the birthdays that they didn't get during the year. Yeah. I don't care. I'm all for it. Yeah, and we can have a sixth parade for all the pundits that had um, didn't have Liverpool in the top two, yeah. some not in the top three, <laughs> and one didn't have yeah. him in the top four. Um, but look, Jim that's the way it goes. Um, but that's the way it goes. Um, yeah, our charity partner is Failacon. Um, we, I don't think we're going to make the ten grand target by June the tenth. I'm going to throw it out there now. Um, I'm not happy about that, but we're going to keep going and keep going and keep going. The link is in the description. It's a fantastic charity. If you can go in there and you can find the link and you can donate, absolutely do so. If you can't, please share it amongst everyone. And everyone you share it to, just say, look, have a look and donate if you can. If not, share it on to everybody. And we can get this out as much as we possibly can. But Rest assured, we, we're not stopping until that 10 grand is hit. So it doesn't matter if we don't do it by the day our charity golf day is on. If this has to go on till Christmas or this time next year, I'll keep going. And lad, Keith, Shawnee, Kev and everyone else at the yeah. Day Trippers will keep going as well. But the link is in the description for that. The link is also in the description for IP Vanish as well. Um, 
Today is Sunday. Tomorrow is Monday. Um, you will have your winners and losers tomorrow. You'll have full-time reds on Tuesday. You will have the midweek fix on Wednesday. We will be off Thursday. You will have sports unplugged on Friday. And we'll go take it from there. With regards to the cup update, I'm absolutely, looks like I'm free most of this week, bar Friday. But I might be able to get something done. Don't worry about it. Um, but I'll get out, out at 2 o'clock as much as I can this week. Um, anything else before we go, Kev? No, all good. Just ro- roll on the next one now. Roll on Tuesday night. Can't wait. Good stuff, good stuff. Anything else before we go? Shawnee? Yeah, it's Southern Realist in the chat is one of my mates as a United fan. He's just winding his all up. <laughs> okay. Don't be pointing at him. He's, cool. he's one of my mates as a United fan. All right, deadly. And Keith, anything tell. else before we go? Great weekend. I'm just being one eye on the basketball there. The Boston Celtics bet the Brooklyn Nets in the first game Do of like the playoffs. Oh, I fucking hate Kevin Durant. Uh, and he? They, he plays for the Nets. I oh, can't okay. stand him. He's one of the best basketball players of all time. But they, bet him, they bet him with 0.01 seconds left nice. and they won it. So delighted with that. What a weekend to be a, to be alive. Good can't stuff. be you. Good stuff. Um, that's it from all of us. Hit the like button on your way out. There was nearly 600 years watching there tonight. Um, 191 likes. Two people don't like it. The two people, if you're still watching, make sure to go into the comments afterwards and let us know what is wrong and we'll try fix Phil, it. Phil Fowden's man. That's oh. who it is. Well, sorry, <laughs> yeah. Mrs. Fowden. And suddenly. Sorry, Mrs. And suddenly. <laughs> Real stuff. Okay, no problem. Um, that's it. We'll talk to you in a bit. Over and out. Sports Social Podcast Network.